Holy dooly. Guys, I just want to say if you hear a dog barking in the background, Hozzy is so on edge today. What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only of your passions, but your zone of genius? Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide, a 40 page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference and Ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design. Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup, companies, or online social media influencers. Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether. We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all about. This is a no BS podcast where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels. So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches and we can hopefully empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring and authentic to you and your mission. We are your hosts. I'm Shani Thompson and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionize the way that women create abundance to show you you can really have it all and create your next level wildest dreams whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission to inspire others to create a life that they love instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships and careers. So on that note, let's talk business. Well, I'm so excited for today's episode because we actually did a poll on Instagram to ask you guys, the listeners, what you would love us to talk into. And something kept coming up, which was how do we manage such a large team, um, our network marketing team, and do we use like personal assistants and things like that? So the answer is Yes and yes, yes, we have awesome systems so that we can manage such a large amount of people and we do outsource and use PAs. So let's get into it, Lozzie. 
Yeah, I think it's important to also remember, like, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, you don't just go from having no team to a massive team. I think I'd love for it to happen like that. So throughout the process, you're learning a lot on how to how to communicate and you, it's slowly building. Like, like any normal business, you scale as you grow. So I think just having that in mind, like when we started, we learned and built systems as our team grew around it to support them because for the first 12 months, like our team was pretty manageable or like I would I would know every single person in my team I would know what their goals were I had the capacity to give them my one-on-one time you have the capacity to create really beautiful little things for them at event but then slowly as your team does start to build there's only obviously only one of you which is where you're going to start thinking about how can you duplicate you which is maybe where PAs come in but also how do you then start prizing yourself so you don't give away your time so freely and how do you create systems or I guess, tools or trainings and things so people are more accessible to you in a group setting as well. So maybe, I know we're talking about there's so many different things that came in. It was leadership development, it's communication, it's trainings, it's systems. Maybe we can touch on those one on one by one and maybe explain what that looks like and how we use that to manage and support team. Yeah, for sure. And I think as well, it's important to know that our businesses have evolved over time when there was like the evolution came from pain points. So we would come up to a challenge or a roadblock in our system because it wasn't duplicating. It was difficult to scale it beyond that. And there was always always some type of pain point that allowed us to go, okay, well, what's the solution here? How do we systemize this better? How do we automate this? How do we outsource this? How do we scale so that we can grow? One of my favorite saying is the universe is only ever going to give you what you can handle. So if you can't handle what you've got, it's going to be very difficult for you to scale even bigger because you don't have the systems and automations in place. So think about how many times we have up-leveled in this area and with each ever like I guess which with each level of evolution the team has grown bigger and bigger and as well I think people want like a big team now but you can't just go from zero to a hundred you have to actually grow it over time because what you can handle today is so different to what you'll be able to handle when your team is 10x. So you kind of need to go through the teething issues of getting to a business that's 10 times the size of yours today so that you've got the, I guess, like the tools and the equipment to handle like higher level problems when your team is 10x bigger. So it's definitely a journey and it's been awesome. I'm so freaking proud of us of what we've done over the last five years. It's definitely scaled because we have been solution based, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I love what you just said then, because I think if you're in the thick of it, and this is what so many people, they wish it was easier or they wish the pain would go away. But like you said, you actually need that pain. You need to be in the thick of it and in the trenches to know what your business needs in order to scale. Like you need to be in there to be like, okay, well, this isn't working. And if I want to get this to scale to this size, this part of it is what isn't duplicatable or scalable but you wouldn't know that unless you're in it doing it so like you've got to be in the business don't wish away those pains they end up being your biggest lessons they end up being like your golden nuggets which kind of show you okay this is what we need to focus on like this is the doorway stop trying to like bypass it it's like whoa it's the golden ticket to work out where you need to focus and improve it sure is well let's talk about maybe let's start with communication how do we communicate with our team because I know a lot of people who are starting to build their team in particular those mid-level to high-level leaders who have you know maybe more than 10 team maybe actually 
like your 10 team now have 10 team and you've got quite a large team, people kind of get overwhelmed with the thought of being responsible for that many people. So I think we have the same system with how we communicate with our team. Personally, I, well, actually we might be different, Loz, but I'm a little bit OCD with my inboxes. I like to have a different inbox for different purposes. So as crazy as it sounds, I have five inboxes. (laughs) So I've got my Facebook inbox, which is where I communicate with my team. I've then got my Instagram inbox, which is where I'm predominantly building my network. So that's where my leads are coming through. That's where I'm connecting with people, building relationships. I kind of do that on Facebook as well, but majority of my peeps come through my funnels through Instagram, really. That's where I build relationships and yeah, share with people what I'm up to. And then I have my Telegram inbox, which is for my leaders so that they have instant access to me. And then I have a WhatsApp inbox, which is for my customer care. And last but not least, my email inbox, which is pretty much everything inbound that doesn't fit into the four other boxes. <laughs> yeah, I'm similar. Instagram is where I grow my, it's my cold leads. It's where I grow my network. But then when someone becomes like a friend or they're a warm lead and like I said, my team and my clients are friends. So that's what, what my Facebook is. So they convert to Facebook. So I mentor and coach my team and I check in with my clients via Facebook. My leaders have my telegram, so that's where they have instant access to me and I check that and prioritize that because when you're building an online business, like your inbox gets chaotic. Like we're not just saying, oh, like our inbox is overwhelming. Like this can be 100, 200 messages going through there a day. So if your inbox looks like that and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming, like they're your blessings, like that's your business. (laughs) I always think I was talking to a girl the other day. I was really overwhelmed by her inbox. And I was like, okay, I just want to put this in perspective for you. When you were working in corporate and you'd log into your computer every morning, how many emails would be there in corporate? I don't know about you, but when I used to work in child protection, there'd be like 40 emails a day just from different departments talking to people and this and this, and you need to know this and this thing's coming up. And you get through those 40 emails and that wasn't even part of your day. Like that's just what you have to do in the morning. So I just think about my Facebook and my Instagram inbox, kind of like your corporate emails, like you just get through them. You do the do. But yeah, they do get chaotic. So I use Telegram as a way for my leaders to have instant access to me. So Instagram, Facebook and Telegram. And then, yeah, emails usually just for collaborations externally. Matt calls them blessages. They're blessings in a message (laughs) because they are. They are. They build your business. that's what that's where your pay your pay is coming from people and the way you're communicating through people through online business is those messages like so many people are like I want I want to build my business but then look at the inbox like I don't want to reply to the inbox I'm like well there's the people that you're wanting to help they're there yeah <laughs> you've got one hand out saying I want more but you've got another hand back saying I actually don't want any more so like you said the universe won't give you any more so you can handle what you've got but if that's how you feel it also kind of tells me that this can't be scaled or you need to know a system or you need to work on your mindset in order for your inbox to work for you. So I think even this, we could probably tease out a little bit more, Shan, like when we started, we only had one inbox. Like we, like you said, we've kind of then changed, have had different inboxes for different things to help with that, to, I guess, decrease overwhelm and help with scaling. But also like when we started, I think in the first 12 months, I would coach everyone one-on-one, like have a one-on-one message with every single person, which I still do now. But now like I also have, we have group 
group chats so I can support team through group chats not just one-on-one group chats and I say hey if you've got a question pop it in the group chat because I can't get through my inbox every day I'm like you always say Shem we're not robots we're people so to make it really accessible and duplicatable and scalable I've got one chat that anyone in my team can write in throughout the day and I check that like literally every hour so my team have direct access to me so I'm helping them so that's another way that's another thing we introduced in a way to scale and improve and even calls like when my team have got questions like our team's massive I can't just give everyone my one-on-one time as much as I would love to so I know something we both do is we make ourselves available for one hour a week where anyone can jump on you don't have to earn our time but we really protect that to make sure that if you need help like you you're not if you are working with a business coach or a mentor like you pay thousands of dollars for somebody to give up their time to help you like we're giving our time every single week with you can jump on with any question if you want to celebrate a win if you're challenged with something if you need coaching around something so I think even just having a space throughout the week where your team can access you which like I said it's when your team starts getting big that's how you start to manage and support the wider team is like and having good boundaries too because I think something that prevents a lot of people from growing their business is they're like I can't handle what I've got now so how I don't want to have any more success Mm -hmm. I don't want to have any more team and that's what prevents them but it's like you can have more team you can have more success and you can scale and you can still do it in a way where you don't burn yourself out and you have some better boundaries totally We are briefly interrupting this episode to bring to you one of our proud sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Baby Lemonade Store, one of the most gorgeous online stores for women by women. This is a company that we really love to align ourselves with. They are all about empowering women, uplifting women, and helping you become the most healthiest, inspired version of yourself. If you follow us on Instagram, you will see we are always wearing baby lemonade. Their clothing is so beautiful. Their wellness products are just gorgeous and their homewares are so delicious. Please head to www.babylemonadestore.com.au and they are generously offering all of our BTB listeners a 15% discount code when you use the code BTB on checkout. So make sure you don't forget that one. What we love about Baby Lemonade Store is not only their mission and their message, but what they're about. Products are all sourced with one goal in mind, and that is to empower you. They love to support small businesses and they love to support female owned businesses. They will only ever bring products that are ethically produced using only high quality sources and they only stock products that they truly believe in. I have walked through their physical stores and I have to tell you, when you walk through a baby lemonade store, you feel like a queen. When you explore their website, you just get so excited about the mission and the message and what they're all about. If you check out Baby Lemonade, you'll see that their slogan is happiness is the new rich, inner peace is the new success, and kindness is the new cool. So make sure you head over to www.babylemonadestore.com.au, use the code BTB on checkout and buy yourself something super cute to make you feel inspired, to awaken your soul, and to enliven your spirit. Okay, let's get back to this episode. Yeah, the Q&A thread was a game changer when I implemented that. So I, and I always say to my team, like I have it in my calendar to empty 
not empty my inbox every day, but do an hour of inboxing every day. And sometimes there's such a big influx of messages that I don't get through the entire inbox in one hour. So I literally set an alarm, put it on. And then when that alarm dings, I'm out. Like I've done my hour for the day. So because of that, I mean, sometimes I get through it, sometimes I don't. So because sometimes I don't, the Q&A thread is a way for people to contact me like urgently, for example, like if they've got a question and I haven't answered back, they'll go chuck it in the Q&A thread. Or even if like I'm in a group chat with someone's potential team member and I haven't gotten back to it, it's been a day, they'll message in the Q&A thread and be like, hey, Shan, can you please like check out that group chat that I've got with such and such? She's ready to jump on a call. She's watched our webinar about our business. And I'll be like, yeah, sweet. Like no worries because I'm in that Q&A thread every day. So that's really helpful. Another way I communicate with my team is I have another message thread simply called Shani's Team Memos. And Lozzie, you've got one as well. That's just a team memo thread, like literally reminding people about incentives or about team training or about, you know, updates and things like that. And so there's not much communication in there other than me saying things to people. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, the the weekly call is helpful. Then we've got team training where everyone can jump on every week. But I think as well, it's really like for people who have an overwhelming inbox, come up with some type of system. So for me, the way my brain works, and this might not necessarily work for everyone, but the way my brain works is if I put time aside in my calendar to do my inbox and I do the timer, I like I can go to bed at night knowing that I did my hour. And yes, sometimes like the calendar gets blown out and, you know, other things bleed into my inbox time. And, you know, every now and then I can't get to my inbox every day, but I 100% make sure I'm in that Q&A thread. I check it 10 to 20 times a day to make sure everyone's questions have been answered if they haven't heard from me. So I think that's really important. Yeah, and I think even you were laughing at me the other week when I was at Shen's house because I was like, I can't enjoy myself until I finished my inbox. But like just being a devil's advocate, if this is like, because there's no right or wrong way of doing it if you want to do it like a different way. Because from even what I have realized is I don't even need, it probably takes me an hour, but I don't need a whole hour in my inbox. If I make sure I go through my inbox every day, but I'm, I always say I'm not a robot. Like I'll go from my, I prioritize it. So my Instagram inbox always comes first because that's where I'm building my personal business. And at the end of the day, we're all independent business owners. If my team need anything, they can find it within our page. They've got the same access to resources I do. They can ask in the question and support thread. I'll get back to them straight away. They can jump onto my mentor calls. There's no such thing as a emergency. <laughs> so in regards to prioritizing, I go my Instagram inbox first and I make my way from the bottom up. And I think this is something that's really important because some of you look in your inbox and you reply to someone and someone replies straight away and then you feel like you spend an hour in your inbox and you haven't made any any dint in it. I don't I go from my inbox from the bottom up until I get to today and then I don't reply and then I move on to my Facebook and I go from the bottom up till I get to today and no one else will get a reply and if you put the time aside to do that every day and only do that Monday to Friday I give myself the weekends off because we've deserved that like we worked three four years of hustling to create the freedom that we have so I definitely give myself the white space and boundaries now which I didn't at the start but just by doing that it takes me less than an hour to get through my inboxes every day and I know I can do it I know nobody in my team has a size business that I have. So if I can do it in less than an hour, I know it can be done in less than an hour. And that's with me building as well. I'm not just managing team. Like I'm in massive build mode as well. So I think if you 
prioritize it and have different systems or different ways you break it up, but you're committing to, you're not avoiding your inbox. Like it's your blessings. It's where your business is. It won't get that overwhelming, but if you need a system to follow, you can do like times, like Shen said, put an hour on and you just commit to what you can get done in an hour. But if you even just go from bottom up and you just do that and don't reply to someone until the following day, I promise you, you'll get back to them within the 24 hours. You're not going to lose someone. But your your inbox, you'll always stay on top of your inbox, and it just gets less overwhelming. And you're always your your business is growing that way too. No no one's getting lost or left behind. Yeah, and I know we're going to talk about personal assistants and executive assistants and virtual assistants in a minute. But I also have help in my inbox, and there's particular people that my assistants talk to, and then there's particular people that I. I'm like, no, that's my job to talk to that person. So I'll definitely go into that when we get to that part of the podcast. But let's talk about our leadership development because that's a really big part of our business. And in particular, you know, I feel like I never got told this initially or maybe I did, but I just didn't. You know, when you hear something and you just don't get it, (laughs) I really realized probably in the last two years, I'm going to say, yeah, two in maybe two years ago, I had an aha moment that building leaders is what builds your team. Like you can't do it all. Um, and I think as well, I think about that saying that Eric Ward says all the time, like to build a six-figure business, it takes hard work. To build a multiple six-figure business, it takes duplication. And so I remember like I was at a point in my business where I was running the show, like my team was so dependent on me showing up. And if I didn't show up, they wouldn't show up. And then I really realized I wasn't doing a great job at developing leaders. I was just like, I can do it. I'll do that. That's okay. Like I won't delegate that to anyone or no, I won't. It's okay. Like I just, I wasn't empowering people to be the incredible leader that they are destined to be. So we put so much emphasis on our leadership development. Both Lizzie and I have got incredible leaders, but as well, we we really put it on for them. So maybe you can start, Loz, with just sharing a little bit about how you're raising your girls up right now. Yeah, I'd love to talk into this lesson too, because I actually remember this at Beyond Leadership for me. And it's like what do you, it's like what you said. Sometimes you you hear it and you've probably heard it once. And sometimes you've been a different point in your business where it'll land differently. And I want to speak into this in case anyone else is where we were, because it's it's a lesson that I would love for you to take away from this. Because I think when you're in the network marketing profession and you're having success, it is all about you. Like you're loving it. You're getting the accolades. You're getting recognized. Like you're like your income's building pretty quickly. Like when you're in momentum, you're in momentum and it's epic. And it's amazing, but it'll get to a point where I'd heard it all the time, but it didn't, it hit differently. I was probably two years into my business at Beyond Leadership with Eric Worry. It was like a mastermind. And they were saying this, this business, it's awesome if you're amazing, but if you're not duplicatable, you don't have a business, you have a job. And I was like, ah, it's kind of like what you just said before. Like I was having lots of, I was awesome at this business. I could recruit, I could, I was doing all the do, I was running the events, like, but it was still me. I didn't have anyone that was matching my effort, matching my hustle, being empowered. But like you said, because I probably wasn't focusing on helping other people shine and the gift in this business and how you really want to do it if you want to do it well is yes, get on the stage, but then get off the stage as quickly as possible and raise somebody else up. And it used to just be us running events, it used to be us on um, team trainings. But like you said, if it's not, if we step away and people just see us doing it, then 
you don't actually have a business. It's just, it's just literally just a job. So it was after that where I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like if I stopped working, I don't have anyone else who's going to pick up the slack. Like, so yeah, we started really focusing on raising up girls through team trainings, like running their own events. Starting, we did newbies training so girls can really start building their leadership and training skills on that. And as they start building their confidence in that, they run their our team training. So it's not just our faces. Like every week, the girls in our team are hearing from somebody else sharing something that they're great at. And then we started something that Eric Rory told us too was about super builders. So I think, I forget what the percentage is. Do you remember there was a percentage that was like really cool? Like there was an equation where he told, he could tell you what your income was on was purely based on how many super builders you have in your team. And it's also a percentage. So you're in regards to the size of your overall team and the amount of super builders that you have, it will tell you if your business is plateauing. Wait, let's explain what a super builder is because I'm sure a lot of people yeah. don't know that. So super builder is somebody who's in your team who has 10 frontline, personal frontline or more. And it proves to you that they're actually a business builder. They're here to build business because a lot of people join the business for different reasons. There's no right or wrong. Some people join for community, a smart second income. It's a passion project. But your super builders are really the people who are here to build business. And they're the people that you pour your time and energy into because you know that they're doing the work. And so once we realized that was such an important way, to, it was a powerful way to identify your leaders and show you who to invest your time in. It was also a powerful way to scale your business. And so once we'd realized that, we started creating masterminds with those girls and really pouring into these girls, recognizing them, celebrating them, and having leadership discussions because what these girls need in their business and what they need to hear is not what most 80% of the girls need to hear in our team training each week. Like they need to know that they're dealing with different pains, they've got different goals, they've got different hunger, they've got different work ethics, they've got different standards. So yeah, we have a mastermind call every second week with our super builders and it's so beautiful, like that level of support because these essentially the girls are treating the business like a business and I know most of you guys listening to the podcast are in business and business is it's not always easy and we all have our shitty moments and where every week we're learning like with technology and social media that's always evolving like the newest marketing strategy or how do you leverage this or how do you do this well so it's such a beautiful way to develop leaders but it's also just a beautiful way to get support as a business owner so we've created our own mastermind that way but also just kind of linking back this back into what we first spoke about with like communication and inboxes and emails and stuff is then you you empower your team to have their own threads. So I don't want all my team plugging into my Q&A thread. I want my girls and their team to be inspired by their leader and learn from their leader. So they have their own team threads where they're coaching the girls. And instead of jumping on my call each week where I'm available, which they're more than welcome to, they make themselves available for one hour a week where their girls can plug into them. So rather you're starting to really grow yeah different leaders within your team so the workload is yeah it's less and it's equal and it's not like one girl's trying to do everything and it's collaborative business that's like this is the perks of this business model is that you can scale and you doesn't mean you have to do more it's just about helping other women succeed no matter what that success looks like for them yeah the other thing too is something that became really apparent to us in Beyond Leadership. That's a course, by the way, by Eric Ore, and it's online now, but it's an incredible course to invest. I'm so excited for it this year. But one of the things he said was, if you think about it, your super builders, people who are influential enough to bring on 10 or more people, like that's like the top 1% of people who join network marketing. Like not many people can 
attract or influence 10 or more people to join their business. And not because they don't have the skills or whatever, it's just the way it is. So when you think about it, those people who have that type of influence, they're the type of people you want to be working with because ultimately that's the biggest chunk of your business. A large part of your organization are your super builders. They're the ones who are bringing the most amount of team on. And so if you want to have I guess, a business that grows and that duplicates, you want to be linking arms and working really closely with your super builders and not only just working closely with them, but forming a friendship with them, like getting to know them, getting to know their why, like why they're here, what are their goals, like learn their love languages, learn their personality color, like learn everything about that person because ultimately you're going to be doing business with them, hopefully for the rest of your lives together. And if that's someone who is a big chunk of your organization, I think it's so important to really pour into that person, help them see what their potential is, help them see what they're capable of, help them dream bigger, paint the vision for them and shine that light because leadership development is ultimately where it's at. Plus, Side note, it's so freaking rewarding seeing your top leaders like actually shine. It's just the most beautiful gift in this business. I freaking love it. And that's where your most meaningful friendships come from too, like in this group, because these are the people that are coming to the conferences and they're investing and growing their businesses. So eventually they're the ones who get all the incentive trips because they're doing the work. So what's even more beautiful is that is these people, people you end up traveling the world with and going on spa retreats with that the company put on and you're not just there for the business journey, but you're there for the celebrations and you meet their partners and you meet their kids and you go on holidays together and you create magical memories together. And like, I think that's what I love most about these businesses. If you're really, the cool thing about this business opposed to corporate or even just traditional business is you choose who you work with. Your vibe really does attract your tribe. And I love the girls in my Super Builder group because we are so similar. They, we have the same values. We love the same stuff. So when you go on these trips like, and you build business together, you're also building life and empires together. And like my upline, who's part of our Super Builder group, like they married both Shani and myself. They end up being our celebrant. Like we went to Hawaii and ba- like we went to Bali, sorry, with our leaders um, and they're the kind of friendships that we want to cultivate within our team it's not just business like these are people that we yeah we have kids together we go to weddings together like and because this business becomes such a big part of your life too you you ride all the highs and lows together which is really beautiful and yeah it's just so meaningful I just it sounds cliche but the emotional revenue you get from this business is what drives the financial revenue essentially so I hope that helps answer the question of how we manage our team, because if you've picked up there, we have a separate telegram thread for our leaders and we're raising our leaders up to duplicate what we've done. So we're not managing the whole team. You're not, you're not in charge of, you know, thousands and thousands of people in your organization. You are empowering your top leaders to be in charge of their organization. So you're not carrying the weight of everyone. And honestly, the more super builders you have, the more people you have in that mastermind of yours, the better, like the less workload you're actually taking on because all you're doing is raising up these incredible leaders to be the people and the incredible mentors they're meant to be. And you, you don't like go and add more people to your plate, if that makes sense. So that's and it means the quicker, the quicker they're going to have success too. Like you want people in that mastermind because that's the leadership and support they need to help them like 
attract the abundance or have the impact that they're wanting to have. And like you hear that saying, and it's not just in business, it's in life. It's called the 80-20 rule. So like Shane was saying, if you really want to move the needle in your business and you want to scale, that super builder group is responsible for 80% of your output. So if you're thinking, how do I grow my pay line? How do I grow my organization? Yeah, those 20% that people who aren't even 20% of your organization, like Shen said, it ends up being 1% essentially of people who do our profession. That's how you move the needle in your business. And that's who you empower to help with the duplication to scale. Well, right now there's over 3,300 people active people in our team and there's 24 people in my mastermind group how many people do you have in yours Loz? I think it's about 16 or 17 that are active at the moment because I removed a few girls recently just because they're taking a step back at the time at the moment yeah so just perfect example right there of it's not going to be everyone but um, you still love everybody the same it's just where you put a lot of your focus and that's why I've got a telegram thread for them so that I can answer them immediately because they're my people they're my people who I'm really raising up so and just guys because I think the proof's in the pudding sometimes you compare your numbers to people but numbers don't lie just looking at that Shannonai's numbers that ends up being about just over 35 super builders so if you know we've got about 3,300 people active in the team that's one percent so it just shows you so if you're looking at your organization right now you're like oh like I don't have any super builders well how many people do you have in your entire team and yeah it helps have a bit of a perspective awesome so what did we want to talk about next do you want to talk about how we work one-on-one with people and who you kind of give your one-on-one time to yeah we can talk about that you can't give everyone one-on-one time And that's where I think, oh my gosh, actually, you know what? This is where people go wrong. And this is where they quit because they feel like they have to be everybody's one-on-one person. And that's absolutely not the case. This isn't like, I mean, the goal, the aim of the game here is to grow your organization, but you can't spread yourself amongst everyone. So I see a lot of girls quit on their business because they're like, I literally can't do it. I'm talking to so many people every day. And so this is where it's really important to put some energetic boundaries up, but as well, make people work for your time, like make people show you that they're serious and that they deserve your one-on-one time. Like your time is precious. We only have 24 hours in a day, right? So not to sound shunning people out, that's absolutely not the case here, but you want to work with people who have both hands up in their own rescue. You want to work with people who are doing the do, they're rocking up to training, they're bringing on you know, they're in action, they're bringing on customers or team every month, not necessarily a large amount, but you can see them doing the do, you see them asking great questions and putting you in group chats to help you, to help them with their potentials. Like you wouldn't give your one-on-one time to someone who's, I wouldn't, for example, if you're not on team training, like that's it. (laughs) I'm pretty much like, that's a non-negotiable. I also, that's another reason why we have our weekly one hour Zoom room that's open for an hour for people to come and have access to us because we literally don't have enough hours in the day to be on one-on-one calls all day. And I don't know about you, but my worst nightmare is being back to back all day, every day. It is exhausting and it's absolutely not what lights my fire. So you open that Zoom room for people to come and get mentored by you and have access to you who otherwise, you know, can't get on those one-on-one calls. So yeah, I love the whole concept of giving people an assignment if you are jumping on a one-on-one call with them. So anyone who does get my time, 
it's, you know, watch this video first. So I'd love for you to achieve this first. So I'd love for you to um, do this action and, you know, show me the proof that you've done it. Or I'd love for you to do this, fill out this or whatever it might be. It might be some type of little assignment just to make sure that that person is on the way to that next level of growth. Maybe they want your one-on-one time because they're having, you know, mindset issues. Then I would send them some mindset trainings or I'd get them to watch something that's going to help them with that particular problem so that then when we jump on the call, it's solution time. Another thing is like if someone asks me, hey, can I have a call with you? I'm always digging out from them. Okay, what's this call about? And what's the problem? And what have you tried? And what's your solution? I'm asking all those questions before we jump on so I can be really efficient because I'm talking to a lot of people every day, I want that call to be 20, 30 minutes max so that I can then go and help the next person. So being really smart with your one-on-one time, I think is probably one of the things that really helped me move the needle in my business because I all of a sudden didn't become available for everyone, especially when your team gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I'll hand it my heart say it's still something I'm challenged with. Like it was even, I was with Shen on the weekend and I had to help her get me to reply to somebody because there was somebody who I'd opened up my Zoom room for the week. They didn't come to that. I opened up my house for her to come to my house on the weekend. She didn't come to that yet. She wanted some more time. And I was like, this is where it can you can burn out as a business owner too. Because I was like agitated and, and upset. I'm like, I'm giving everything. She's not even meeting me halfway. And, and Shen was like, well, you don't give her a call. I was like, but how do I say that? <laughs> because it's hard because you care. And you, like, it's, this is where the communication part comes really important in leadership to make sure that like that care is conveyed. Like I, we want our girls to win, but we can't do this business for them. And unless they're going to take advantage and honor the time that's already there, or they're not using the resources that's already been made available. You don't just keep giving them more. So it's still something I'm definitely challenged with, but yeah, same thing like Shannon, I usually give my girls assignment. And if somebody's new and they join me in my team, they get my one-on-one time. And then we do, I always say, when you take a step, I'll take a step. So I usually give them assignment and we touch base and we see how they're going. And then after like the first couple of months, I'm assuming that they've got their flow by now. And then that's when they start tapping into group stuff, like the group calls. They put my weekly Zoom into their calendar if they want one week, weekly accountability and coaching. They jump on team training. Or every time they need to hit a goal or they need to map out their next promotion, I'll jump on and map it out with them. But I don't usually hop on another call with them until they've done what we've discussed on the previous call. Or I'll say, if not, why not? And they can tell me what's coming up for them. And like Shen said, I usually have resources that I'll send them first to help them have like, I've even recorded like a breakthrough one to help my girls have a breakthrough. So when we do hop on that call afterwards, it's it's, it's getting solution-based. Otherwise you spend an hour of your time asking questions to help them have that breakthrough when I could just send them a recording that could do that. So that way when we get in the call, it's not me being insensitive and they've already done all the pre-work. So then we can actually hop on that call to make the most of both of our time to help them move forward. So it's definitely a thing. And I think it's a, it's a skill and you don't learn it without going through leadership. Like the first 12, 24 months of your business, especially in network marketing is learning how to ask great questions. It's learning how to help your team through challenges. It's, it's knowing what are the best trainings to send them to help them go through the challenges they're going through. But you wouldn't know that unless you'd gone first and gone through the trenches. So just trust that it's all perfect timing and everything is needed to help you become the leader that you need to be to help you help your team grow through what they need to grow through too. Yep, so important. And I think it comes down to honestly knowing what your time is worth as well. This is a big one. And this was a big one for me because I mean, I used to jump on one on one calls all day, every day. I used to be on back to back from the beginning of the day till the end of the day. 
I'd just be exhausted. Like I'd be so tired at the end of the day. And I that I got to a breaking point where I was like, I literally cannot do this for the rest of my life. I didn't quit being a nurse to do this. Like I literally had Zoom exhaustion. So I started to really do some inner work on my own self-worth and what my time is worth. And then working out, well, how many hours am I putting into my business? How much am I earning? I literally worked out. I divided the time by my income and realized how much my time is worth. And I realized I am giving my time away way too freely, literally for free. And you think about a high-end coach who charges $3,000 for a two-hour session. Like you have to understand what you're worth for people to then respect you. I think that's a big one in this business and you're not going to get it until like you can hear this right now and if you're not ready to hear it it won't make sense and you won't take action on it because I heard this time and time again and I didn't get it but I got to a point I guess I got to my rock bottom where the pain was too much I was in like way too much pain in terms of overwhelm and tired and just like I just couldn't squeeze in any more calls in my day And I realized then and there, well, something's got to change. And kind of like what we were saying at the beginning of this podcast, you kind of have to go through those painful lessons to finally click and be like, well, crap, I can't keep doing this anymore. This is not sustainable. Like, okay, it's grown my business to where it is right now, but it's not going to continue growing my business beyond. And I was having this conversation with a few of my mastermind girls this week, actually, because they're all going for some pretty big goals. They've got an exciting free incentive coming up um, in August this year. And there's a few things they've got to do to achieve the free trip. And I was saying to them, you know, what's built your business up until this point? It's worked, obviously. It's why you're here but it's not going to be what gets you to the next level. You have to show up differently. You have to be innovative. You have to be creative. You have to come up with systems. You have to automate. You have to be thinking outside the box. You have to show up different to how you're showing up right now for that momentum to come in in a different way. And I think that happens with every level, right? I always say another level, another devil, because you have to learn the lesson and then continue you know, moving through, I guess, the different levels from whatever lesson you're learning, you have to change, you have to pivot and you have to be innovative with the way that you do your business. It's the only way it grows. Yes, yes, yes. There's so much gold in that. And I think it's a really, it was that lesson actually that inspired me to start outsourcing probably two two years ago. Because once you work out what your time is worth, and I actually worked this out, I think even my first year, because it started off small. I didn't go straight to like a PA. For me, it was something as small as a cleaner. I worked out how much my time was worth. And I was like, why am I spending two hours scrubbing the toilet and cleaning the shower when I could actually be on two hours of coaching calls or two hours of recruiting, like there's, there's things that would bring me more money. I'm worth more. I'm better off spending 20 bucks or 30 bucks an hour and getting a cleaner. So it started as small as that. And that's when I started outsourcing once I had worked out what my time was worth. And it helps you kind of work out, well, am I going to do that? Like, it's like your, I don't even know, a barometer. Like you're like, mm, am I, is that, am, is my level of worth higher than that? And it's not like, I think I'm better than that. She's like, I'm, I, my time is spent better elsewhere. I make more money elsewhere than doing that. It's not like it's below me or I don't think I'm, think I'm too good for those kind of things. I can just make more money investing my time and energy somewhere else. Outsourcing changed my freaking life. I actually started outsourcing really early on in my business. And I think I have Matt to thank for that. 
I think I was literally earning like $2,000 a month and I hired this girl to help me with some like back end stuff, like social media stuff and also some stuff for my team. Literally, like I was only earning two grand a month, but I was like, I need help because I'm ready to go next level and I want to scale this bad boy to be like (laughs) multiple, multiple six and seven figures. And so, um, yeah, Matt suggested it really early on and I obviously couldn't afford to pay someone to like work 20 hours a week, but I think I ended up paying her for like three hours a week to begin with. I think I was like, she was $25 an hour. So that was $75 I was paying a week, but she was taking so much time off my hands in those three hours. She And she was better at it than me. She was doing it much quicker than me. Um, and it allowed more brain space to focus on higher paying activities in the beginning. So as my business grew, I ended up you know, paying her more. And then... Um, Later on in the business where it got to a point where I realized, okay, I'm doing way too many admin things. I guess I got to a point of leadership where I was like needing to run reports, needing to track my business every month, my volume coming in. I needed to check my team's customer acquisition and team recruiting and core rank duplication and all those things that you track as you become a leader because what you don't track doesn't measure. I mean, what you don't measure doesn't doesn't grow. And so... I was like spending all this time running reports and things like that. And Matt made me realize like you can literally pay someone to run that report for you and collate it for you in an Excel spreadsheet. And then your job is to check it and take action on it. So that then took like literally five hours off my plate per week. And then, yeah, as my business grew, I hired more virtual assistants to do more things. And I think at the moment we've got about seven that they all do different tasks. Because that's one thing I learned really early on. Don't have one person doing everything because when they leave, it is like a shit fight trying to find someone to quickly take on all their work. So you've got different, well, I've got different VAs doing different things in my business now. I hired a personal assistant just before Matt and I went on our 12-month honeymoon around the world. So what was that? That was 2018. She's still with me today, Addy. She's freaking amazing. She's our like our team assistant, so to speak. So she helps me a lot with like team stuff. And she's been doing really well and that's been helping a lot. But I've recently gotten to a point in my business, I was sharing this with Loz last week, I recently got into a point in my business where I've realized like I can't function at the level I'm at right now without more help. And I can't really explain it. I don't know how to articulate it in words, but it's just gotten to a point now where my focus really needs to be on the things that make money and scale the business and help my leaders grow. Like that is my focus. I need to be focusing on the things that really move the needle and Addy can only do so much. And so it's time for me to hire someone else. And we've just hired a brand new girl to start. She's in person as well. So Addy lives here on the Gold Coast, comes to my house to work here sometimes. And most of it is remote. But this new girl that we've hired is more of an executive assistant role. And I have never had an executive assistant, but I'm so freaking excited because she's going to be like my gatekeeper. She's going to be like my timekeeper. She's the one who's going to manage my calendar, book my trips help me with organizing events, help me with my inbound emails, which 
Addie was doing anyway, but just going next level with the email thing. Just my person who just like reminds me about what I have to do because I have so much going on in my head about what I need to do that I forget. So I'm like the most forgetful person on the planet. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a dory fish. So I'm just so excited to have someone who's going to be working with me at an executive level to like really help me go next level. So maybe we'll do another podcast coming up once I have systemized that process and can go into more detail about that. But far out. If I didn't outsource, I wouldn't be here. I'd just be a hot mess. I know that for sure. And I think it's something like we said, though, you need to go through it to work out where your pains are. And you need to learn the skills first. You need to work out what your time is worth. And a really good question too is like, when you're going to outsource, what moves the needle? Like what's an actual high paying activity? What do you actually enjoy? Because there's some things you might not outsource because you actually do enjoy doing them. And then also, what are you just not good at? Like, what are your weaknesses? Because there's some really good way to be like, well, should I outsource this because it's not a high paying activity? Should I outsource this because I don't enjoy it? Or should I outsource this because I'm not very good at it? And so, yeah, I've slowly, I've learned so much from Shannon Matt with this as well, but I've slowly got help probably over the last couple of years. So I work with three different people and they, like Shen said, they all do different things. Somebody's helping us with the podcast. We've got somebody else helping with my personal Instagram and I have somebody else who does all the backend moderation for team and does my reports and stuff. So I think if you're looking at outsourcing and you're in, in a point of maybe doing that or you're overwhelmed or you're frustrated, because that's usually a good indicator that you're like, you've hit a wall and you need to do something in order to jump to that next level. Maybe asking yourself some questions. What's your time worth? Um, what, what in your business do you not enjoy? What in your business do you need to do, but just isn't a high paying activity and someone else could do? Or yeah, what are you not good at? Like I know sometimes it, it takes me hours to create, create pretty content. And I'm like, I freaking, I enjoy it, but I'm not good at it. So Shannon enjoys it. So sometimes Shen does it or Shen does it to to a PA. I like content creation. So I'm happy to like actually write the copy, not so much the visual stuff. So knowing too, if you're spending heaps of time doing something that someone else could do so much quicker, just pay someone. We're so opposite. I love like the creation of visual, like photos, video. I hate writing copy, whereas Loz is... I mean, obviously amazing because she has an, she's an author. She has a book, but yeah, we, that's why we work so well together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have like a new idea. Or we're going to launch something. We've got a free opt-in or like a free a resource that we're excited to share with the team. And we'll be able to whip it together in 48 hours because Shen will be like, I'll like write up the copy and Shen will get together and doing all the pretty stuff or what she needs to do with systems to make it happen. So we can get shit done pretty quick. Just a side note as well, if you are – at a point in your business where you think you could really maximize outsourcing and an assistant, a really great book is called Virtual Freedom. You can listen to it on Audible or you can buy the book, but it is the book that really helped us go next level. And if maybe you've had, you have a few assistants and you're like, hmm, I want an executive assistant. That sounds bougie. Um, A really incredible book that helped me take the leap to finally do that was a book by Michael Hyatt called Your World Class Assistant. And yeah, honestly, like I have to be really honest with this. I think I've needed an EA for at least a year but I've been silently suffering. (laughs) I've literally been like, it's okay, I'll do it. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overworked right now. I'm doing everything. And, you know, some things I just can't give to my personal assistant because her job role is completely different to what an EA would do. So I've been taking on a lot of work in the last 12 months. And yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, I literally know I'm not going to scale my business if I don't do this next step. 
And yes, it's costing me, you know, what I used to earn as a nurse per year, but I'm willing to invest that into someone because what if that person allows me more white space in my day to go and create double what I pay her? Like it just kind of makes sense. And I know I'm not going to see the return on investment immediately, but I know I'm going to get more white space. I know I'm going to show up better because I'm going to be able to be there for birthdays that I forget at the moment, or I'm going to be able to create more space in my day to win at life, like to spend time with my family, which like truthfully has come to a detriment being a business owner when you're trying to do it all. You know, you put aside relationships that really care for you. You put your health aside and it's, that's not why I joined network marketing. It's not why I started a business. So I really got clear with my values about what's important to me. And what's important to me is family it's living life in aligned with my values, it's white space, it's deepening my relationship with my husband, it's honoring myself and giving myself enough love that I am replenished first thing in the morning or on the weekends. And it just got to a point where I wasn't doing that. But truthfully, I have to be honest, I didn't feel like I deserved an EA for such a long time. And I think that's why it took me so long to do it. I was kind of like, I don't know, I I think I was just like, who am I to have an EA? Who like, who are you? You are just this shiny Thompson bird. Like you don't, you don't need an EA. You can do it. And, you know, then I thought, you know, what will people like some of our uplines don't have EA. So then I just thought, well, they don't have one. I don't need one. But I think what I realized is some people just work so differently. Like Loz is a freaking machine. Like she just, she can actually get stuff done at such a more prolific way than me. I don't handle stress very well. Like when I've got a lot on my plate, I just get super anxious. So you might not need an EA or you might, who knows? But yeah, I definitely didn't think I deserved one or needed one. And um, like I said in the beginning, I think you've got to hit a pain point. Like you've got to hit an all-time low in your business to have that moment. And I just remember like one day just bursting into tears to Matt being like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like I need help. Like I literally need help. And because Matt works with me in the business, I was kind of like dumping work on him that an EA should be doing. And all of a sudden, Matt felt like my little bitch. And I was like, no, I don't want our marriage to be about work, you know? So yeah, that's why I decided to do it. Should have done it ages ago, but you know. I'm excited for you though, hun, and I'm, I really appreciate your vulnerability. I know people listening in will appreciate it too because like if you're in a traditional business, as you scale, you would have employees like because to scale anything, you need to create more of you. And that all an EA is, is another version of you so you can go and double your input so you can double your output. So I think it's smart. So I'm excited for you to be able to share all the lessons you learn from that next up level so you can help yes. all your other leaders who are coming next. Keep your eyes peeled. That podcast will be coming soon. I'm excited. Um, I think we've spoken about everything. The only thing you haven't touched on is maybe systems. So we can close up just talking about any like systems or programs we use to help manage team. I think the pretty standard ones is we get our PA to do just like different systems and programs we use. We track our team and our numbers using Google Excel and we get our PA to do that. I personally use Teamsy. I use Teamsy for everything. So that's how I track my clients and my customer care. It's how I track my team and my leads, like my new people that I'm talking to, but it's also how I track my actual team that I'm working with. So if I hop on a coaching call with them, I'll pop in exactly what they said they were going to work on. It'll remind me in a week's time to check in and be their accountability buddy just to see how did you go with that. Or if somebody told me they're going for a promotion, it'll teams you remind me two weeks before to check in to see if they're on track or if I can help at all. So literally how I manage my team, teams is the only thing I really use. 
and then I don't know if you want to use anything different or I think our system has our systems have changed over time as well like as the team has grown we have used more sophisticated programs to to build our systems on I think one of the reasons why our team is the fastest growing team in our company I'm not just saying that to sound like a tool like I'm the reason why we have such great retention and great duplication is because we have an incredible onboarding system. So when someone joins our team, they aren't left in the dark, like asking themselves, what the hell do I have to do? Like it is so freaking clear what the first step is, what the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. And that's come with time as well. Like, man, we have trialed and tested some pretty shitty systems in our lifetime in network marketing. Um, And I guess over time, we've just realized what works, what doesn't work. And so, yeah, I mean, our systems when we first started was through a Facebook group. Um, and like a little checklist PDF file. And then over time we expanded that and now we pay, uh, well, I pay for Kajabi, which is like an online course program. And yeah, it's freaking expensive, but we have seen such an incredible movement in duplication when since we've sophisticated the system and, and made it more easy to follow. And I guess over time, like as well, like I don't want you to think like, oh, I need to go and pay for a Kajabi membership to put my onboarding system on like definitely invest in something like that there's so many others there's like teachable that's much cheaper um there's uh thinkific that's another one that's cheap cheaper than Kajabi learn learnific no that I made that one up there's learn something they're just like all online course platforms but you know before you go there I think it's really important to just make sure that you're using money that you are using from earning from your business, I should say, to invest in something like that. Like our team are so lucky. They will never have to invest in something like that because they literally have a world-class system that they can that they can plug their, their team into and they never have to recreate it again. But, you know, maybe if you don't have something like that, connect with your uplines and see, you know, who would be willing to have costs maybe, or I don't know how that would work, but definitely not something you have to do straight off the bat. But I know that uh, since we have sophisticated our system, it's just like next gone next level. But the Facebook group worked. Like you can use the guide section in Facebook, which which is free. And I mean, anyone with a brain can follow guides. You just go step by step through the guides. So that's another option as well, which works really well. Mm, agreed. Is there any other programs or things you'd recommend for anyone who's trying to build team? Do you use any things to help you communicate with your PAs? I think you use Asana, don't you? I use Asana. I love Asana because you can set due dates of tasks that you give them and you can add tutorials. I also use Loom, which is an incredible free program um, where you can film, screen record like little tutorials when you're delegating stuff. So every time I delegate a task, I give them a video tutorial and film that on Loom. Um, what else? I use Upwork. That's another system where we outsource. We use a lot of offshore VAs for little things like graphic design and things like that. So Upwork's a really great program for that. Um, But that's pretty much it. There's not too much. There's enough golden nuggets in here to keep somebody fueled for a while. (laughs) I think that's like our five, that's our five year leadership business scaling journey in an hour. So um, hopefully no matter where you're in business, you might, something may resonate with you with, the next devil that you're coming across or where you're feeling frustrated in your business because it might be just because you are you're hitting 
you're hitting that barrier where you need to up level and it might mean you need to pivot, you need to scale, you need to invest your time in something else. Because like Shen said earlier, what got you where you are now won't be what will get you to the next that next level. Well, I hope this has been helpful. And let us know if there's anything else you guys would love us to chat about in regards to whatever, business, network marketing, systems, whatever. And we'll definitely do another podcast when uh, there's the update on how my life is looking with an EA. I can't wait for that one. (laughs) Me too. What an amazing episode. I hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and it's empowered you to make some amazing changes and choices in your life. Don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode by giving us a five-star review. It really helps us know that we're on track with serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. And you may even be in the running to be the shout out of the week. Every week on Instagram, we share one of our top reviews with our network and tag you. So be sure to leave your Instagram handle or website in the review so that we can share you with our amazing community. If you head over to the link in our bio on Instagram, you can get access to so many free goodies as well, including our side hustle guide, which helps you to understand what it is that you're truly passionate about, what you're great at, and what you could monetize. You can also find both of our books there to purchase, Life Above Zero by Lauren Kerr or The Four-Year Career with Shani Thompson. Both super easy reads and incredible books to help you expand and evolve in even deeper ways. Don't forget to head over to the show notes for you to check out any of the links or books or references that we mentioned in this episode. And before we go, we just want to say thank you so much for being here, for committing to yourself and committing to being the very best version of you and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, if you think there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode while you're feeling super inspired, go ahead and click on that share button. It really helps us to get our message out there. It also really supports our channel. And it is such an incredible thing to give to someone else. And the more you give and inspire, the more you get in return. So head over to our Instagram at Babes Talking Business to keep up with us. You can head over to our website, www.babestalkingbusiness.com. You can check out all of our other podcasts and we are sending you so much love and we will see you back here next week for another episode.